Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Amen. We're reading from Genesis 10 this morning, and let's begin with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you because you're so good and you're so awesome, Father. We thank you, my Lord God, that your word says that our days are ordered by you, Father. So no matter what comes our way, Father, you're already there. I pray, oh Lord, for all those that are watching and listening, oh Lord, that you would just speak to our hearts. Let it be you and not me, Father God. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Father God. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. If you need to stretch before we begin. And Pastor Jason is going to be reading the word. All right. Good morning. We're in Genesis 10, and I am reading from the New King James. Now, this is the genealogy of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And the sons were born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Jubal, Meshech, and Tiras. The sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Riphath, and Togomah. The sons of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodanim. For these, the coastland peoples of the Gentiles were separated into their lands, everyone according to his language, according to their families, into their nations. The sons of Ham were Cush, Mizram, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush were Seba, Havilah, Sabta, Rama, and Sabjacha. And the sons of Rama were Sheba and Dedan. Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Erek, Akkad, Kauna, and in the land of Shinar. From that land, he went to Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehoboth, Ur, Kalah, and Rasen between Nineveh and Kalah. That is the principal city. Mizram begat Ludum, Anamim, Lehabim, Naphtahim, Pathrasim, and Caslehim from whom came the Philistines and Kaphtorim. Canaan begot Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth, the Jebusite, the Amorite, and the Girgashite, the Hivite, the Archite, and the Sinite, the Arvadite, the Zemurite, and the Hamathite. Afterward, the fam families of the Canaanites were dispersed, and the borders of the Canaanites from Sidon, as you go toward Gerar, as far as Gaza. Then you go toward Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, as far as Lasha. These were the sons of Ham, according to their families, according to their languages, in their lands, and in their nations. And children were born to also to Shem, the father of all the children of, of Aber, the brother of Japheth, the elder. The sons of Shem were Elam, Asher, Arphaxad, Lud, and Aram. The sons of Aram were Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Arphaxad begat Salah. Salah begat Aber. To Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his Days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan begot Almadad, Shalaf, Hazarmah, Vaveth, Jera, Hedaram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Ibamil, and Sheba, 
Ophir, Havilah, and Jabab. All these were the sons of Joktan, and their dwelling place was from Mesha as you go towards Sefer, the mountain of the east. These were the sons of Shem, according to their families, according to their languages, in their lands, according to their nations. These were the families of the sons of Noah, according to their generations, in their nation, generations, in their nations, and from these the nations were divided on the earth after the flood. Amen. 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 All right. All right. Now, after Jason read all those names and all those places, I'm still scratching my head. You know, because when you read all those names, and I couldn't even pronounce not even none of them, you know, this morning. But you know, be and it, and it talks about this, this is the, the genealogy of Noah, you know, and it talks about his three sons, you know. But before we, we move forward, I have to take a step backwards to uh chapter nine because uh, Pastor Jose shared on Friday uh about you know chapter nine and about his son and his youngest son, especially Ham in, in Genesis 9:25, and uh, that that Noah himself cursed his son, you know, for, for being disrespectful, for being disrespectful. And it says there in verse uh, uh, 925, it said that he said, cursed be Canaan, the servant of servant, he shall be his, to his brethren. You know, so he's, he's, he cursed his son because of disrespect, because of disobedience. And he says that he shall be a servant to his brothers. But he's not talking about him himself. He's talking about Canaan. His son's son, you know. So I scratched my head when I'm when I, when I read that 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 you know the one that did that was that was disrespectful, the one that that should have been the one that that was cursed. They cursed his son, his son, you know. And he says that his that he's going to be a servant to his brothers because he says in verse uh, nine twenty six, and he said, "Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and my, and make and make Canaan." be his servant again. And then in verse 27, he says, may God enlarge Jospheth and he, may he dwell in the tents of Shem and may Canaan be his servant. So he's calling his grandson servants, you know, because he was upset because he was angry. And just before that, in 9-1, he says, so God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. So here you have a blessing that is being poured upon his son. And then later on, Noah is cursing his son, you know, because of disrespect, you know, and that, and that just took me that. And, and, and before I even got to the genealogy here, that had me all wound up. And, and, and it took me back to, to Proverbs 18.21, which we all know that it says life and death it's in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. You know, sin came because of disrespect, because of him or what he did, because he was shameful. You know, and then and then now here we jump into in chapter ten, and we start talking about the genealogy. You know, and and and, and we see that that they fulfill in, in chapter ten. The partial, partial of what the Lord has told them, because the Lord told them beforehand to be fruitful and multiply and spread. You know, so it shows here that the different the sons, the grandsons, and so on, and how they were spreading, how they were growing. You know, but then you know, I keep thinking back. You know, 
about what happened about this curse, you know, upon upon him. Because in in in, a, in Genesis 10, it starts with it says the son of Ham was crushed, Meshach, but and Canaan. And Canaan, you know, which is the one that that Noah cursed, you know, he was the father of the Canaanites, and the Canaanites were enemies with Israel, you know. So here you see wall breaking up, you know, because of this curse. We see wall breaking up, and 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 you look at that and say, like, wow, you know. These were these men, these three sons that was with Noah in the ark, that saw all what God has done, that were taught all this stuff. Yet one of them, you know, after the flood, after that they had their land, you know, you know, was being disrespectful. Sin was still vibrant upon the earth. You know, even though the earth was destroyed, even though the flood killed everyone, sin was still there. Because of, and, and you see it in, in him and how and how he reacted, you know. But then we see that the generations after him, you know, because of this curse, you know, the Canaanites were the enemies of Israel. And then here in verse 8, it talks about uh, Kosh begot at the Nimrod, and he became a mighty one on the earth. And in verse 9, it says, he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, he said, like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord, you know, some believe that, that this Nimrod, you know, that he was, that he was out there and that he was killing the, the, the beasts that were in the fields, that were the infestation of the beasts in the field, like wild animals in the field at that time, you know, and yet some of other people may believe that, that his hunting was a cover for him to gain more power, for him to get more recognition, because he was a prideful man. You know, Nimrod was a prideful man, so he wanted recognition. And guess what? And, and Nimrod in verse and in Genesis 10, 10 says, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. And we know what that means, the Tower of Babel, and, and what's going to happen. That's going to come later on. But in this, in this process that he had, that he was prideful, Nimrod, you know, uh, he, in his disobedience, he started to build, you know, in, in the next chapter, the tower. So he was going against what the Lord has said already, because the Lord said to spread out, to leave the land, to grow, to multiply. And guess what? They start to build this thing, you know, so that they can stay in one place, so that they can reach the heavens. In other words, so that we can be like God, so that we can that we can position ourselves high above anybody else. And see, and 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 that alone, you can see the 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 nature. Uh, 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 Nimrod, that he was ambition and he was prideful, you know, and all of this came about what happened before with, the, with Ham being disrespectful to his father. And I thought about those things and I thought about, you know, what happened there, you know, and, 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 I, and I said like, wow, wow, you know, and, and this had me thinking and I said, look, words that were spoken, words that were given. And that's where I'm going to this morning. This morning, I just want to share, you know, that we need to be careful with our words. We need to be careful while we are decreeing and declaring upon our children and our children's children. We need to be careful of that because I remember, and I'm going to share a test, a part of my testimony. Uh, back when I was in the, in the fourth grade, you know, my, my parents, you know, they went through a divorce. And through this divorce, I was confused. I was doubting. I was fearful, you know, 
through this divorce, you know, there were five of us and we all got separated and we all ended up in different homes and different environment, you know, and different places that we didn't want to be at. And through this divorce, you know, I ended up in a house of, a, of a, an, an aunt that she was, that she didn't have it all together. She didn't have, she had her own issues. She had her own problems, but then I became her problem. I became her problem because I was confused. I became her problem because I wanted to be with my family that was, we were totally separated. Back in the day, I must've been about six or seven years old, you know, and I was angry, you know, and here I am put in that place and thinking about that takes me back up how I felt back then. And back then I didn't feel good, didn't feel good, you know, and, and, I lived out of a, a sh uh, almost like a shoebox in the bottom of a closet. That was my drawer. That was my only place that I had clothes on. And, and because I was confused and because I was going through what I was going through, uh, I, was I wasn't picking up. I didn't know my ABCs. I didn't know my times tables. So I became a burden to her because I, these are things that little kids know in our days. You know, you see them counting, you know, before they're, they're one year old, you know, two years old, they're already counting, they're already memorizing stuff. But I didn't, re I didn't remember none of that stuff in my confusion. So she called me stupid. She called me dummy. She called me that I don't know anything. She called me, you should know this already, you know? And, and I heard these words and these words were, these words hurt me and these words brought doubt to me and this birth brought fear to me and when I couldn't figure something out I couldn't figure she would just take my head and hit it against the table or hit it against the refrigerator because that was her way of dealing with it so with all this stuff being poured upon you you know being a small kid at that time you know I was really messed up then I was really messed up then you know and then and then you know and with the divorce that, that took place you know, that also became almost like a curse to me because, you know, my, I didn't have my dad. I didn't have my mom. You know, I didn't have nobody with me. And every time I saw somebody, I saw a father and a son together. I was wishing I was that kid. I was wishing I had a daddy. I was wishing I had, I had a family. I was wishing for my brothers and my sisters. And with all this negative stuff coming down, I was a mess. I was set up for failure. I was fed up for failure, you know, and then and my mom, we, we didn't know where she was at, you know, and, and everything else. And I was not supposed to see my mom because my mom was the enemy. And, and so that alone was, was working on me. And, and one day, one day, um, I remember, I remember that, um, that my aunt called and she wanted to see me it was my mom's sister. And I was allowed to go over there, but I better not see my mom. And that was told to me, those words, you better not see your mother. You better not see your mother. If I find out, if I find out, and guess what? When I went to my aunt's house, guess who was there? My mother, you know, and I saw my mother and I was so happy. I had, I had a couple of hours of, of, of peace, a couple of hours of seeing my mom, but then I had to go back. Then I had to go back. And I had to keep my mouth shut. And one day while I was talking on the phone with my aunt, my mom's sister, and she was asking me, are you okay? And I say, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm good. She doesn't know nothing. And guess who was on the other line? My aunt that I was living with. And once she heard this, I was it. I was done. I was done. I got a beating. 
you know, and everything else. And she says, you're out of here. And I was being thrown out again, out, out in the street. And, and, and being a little kid, you know, you go through all this stuff and all the stuff that's being said, you know, those words hurt. But I thank God that before all this happened, my grandmother taught me Psalms 23. The Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. The Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you shall feel no evil, for I am with you. And those words, you know, even though I was little, I remember those words like they were yesterday. I could see my grandmother talking to me and I said, and I said, I received that love from her and I received those words and, and, and those words encouraged me and those words kept me. And, you know, and one day I was, I was getting ready. I didn't have to pack much. I had a little box. I could pick it up and walk out of the house. That was my bag. That was it. I didn't have to do anything. But one day while I was uh, in school, you know, somebody tapped me in my shoulder because my mom found out what was going on and she kidnapped me from school and, and she took me with her and, 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 and that brought some closure, that brought, that brought some peace. I wasn't there yet because I still couldn't read and I still, I still didn't know my mathematics or anything like that, but, but the Lord was with me. And guess what? From one thing to the next, I learned, you know, being that I was stable with my mom, you know, I was able to get my grace to where they need to be and help me along. But I always remember what happened, those words. Those words stuck with me for a long, long time that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't smart enough, you know, that I was stupid. Man, we have, my brothers and my sisters, we, we have to be careful what we say. We have to be careful what we declare upon our kids. Because even here in, in chapter 10, the, what happened in chapter 9, it's part of what happened in chapter 10 because there was a curse given to them, you know, and we need to be careful. Like I said earlier, life and death is in the power of the tongue and we need to make sure that we come against that. And the other thing that was stuck with me was that being that I came from a divorced family, being that I saw what happens and I felt it every day, I didn't want that for myself. I didn't want that for my home. I didn't want that for my family, you know, and, and I prayed about that and I surrendered that to the Lord. And then the Lord gave me some peace about that. And the Lord gave me some peace about my aunt that I was able to forgive her and, and, you know, and release her, you know, cause I held, I hold no grudges against my aunt, the one that used to beat me or anything. I forgave her a long time ago. Why? Because the Lord told me that I need to let go and I need to, in order for me to go forward, you know, I went back, fixed some things, and now I can move forward in the Lord. And I was able to forgive her and I was able to release her. You know, so I have no guilt. I have no anger. I just have peace because what the Lord is my peace. And he gave me strength. And then I pray, Lord, I don't want to go through this stuff. I don't want my kids to go through this stuff. I don't want the next generation. I don't want my grandkids. Man, have you seen my lovely grandson and my beautiful granddaughter? Man. They just melt my heart every time I see them. And these are the next generation. You think I want to curse them? You think I want things to go wrong for them? 
I want to bless them. I want them to receive what I didn't receive. I want them to have it multiplied back to them over and over again. That's what we want for our grandkids. That's what we want for our children. So I pray, Lord, I do not want to go through this. I don't want to go through a divorce. And I don't want my kids or my grandkids to go to know this because I stopped this curse in the name of Jesus over the Hernandez clan. I did, you know, and I spoke against that. And guess what? Woo! Come July, I'm celebrating 44 years of being married. 44 years. Now, I'm not going to say it's always been a bliss. You know, I'm not going to say that it was always wonderful because in marriages, you have ups and downs, ups and downs. But with Christ centered in your life, the downs are not that much down, you know, but the ups are always going to be there because the Lord will help you. He will sustain you. He will guide you. He will direct you. He will give you peace that surpasses understanding so that we can walk in love, so that we can walk in peace. Because you see my girl, you know, when I see my wife, even after all these years, my heart still house you know why because she's a gift from god you know and then you know then when i have my sons and i have jason and jason moved away and jason went to the air force and jason did what he had to do oh but uh, not jason pastor jason let me give him his title pastor jason when he went ahead and did what he wanted to do you know there were things that my son did that i didn't agree with there were things that he did you know that i didn't concur with but you know what I was always praying for him. Me and his mom were always praying for him. Why? Because that's what parents do, you know? And Lord, you say, I pray for my son. I pray for his guidance. I pray for wisdom. And even when he went through a lot of, you know, bad, difficult situations, you know, he went through it, but yet we were still faithful. And we were still praying and we were still declaring peace and we were still de declaring a healed marriage, you know? And guess what? And now you see my granddaughter. You know, life has hard times. Life has difficult times. But with God, all things are possible. All things are made new in him, you know? And that's why we need to learn as we read scripture and, and, and what happened back then. I don't want that upon my family. I don't want that, you know? Yeah, we're going to have hard times. Yeah, we're going to have difficult times. But if we have the Lord in our life, because we don't, we don't, we don't fall under works anymore. We're under grace. You know, we just have to receive the Lord and ask him. And his grace is sufficient. His grace helps us. His grace directs us. You know, and like I say, and now I have a beautiful granddaughter, a beautiful grandson, and we're moving forward in the Lord. But that's what I speak. I got to speak that life, not death life over your kids you know and and i like to, i like to share life stories why because they are real to me i've been through it i walked that walk you know i shed those tears there were times that i just rolled up into a little ball back in the day and i just wept before god but god was still there God was still there. He sustained me. And that's why I am the man that I am today. Not because of anything that I have accomplished. No, because what, what God accomplished upon that cross, that he made a way for me. And he called me chosen. He called me his son. You know, that lifts me up. I am an heir with Christ Jesus. 
because the Lord has called me his son, you know? So even though in the past I was rejected, I was punished, I was tormented and went through all that stuff, Today, I give God the praise and the glory and the honor because I am the man that I am today because of what I went through back then. That's why I'm always trying to motivate people. That's why I'm always trying to lift you up because there's enough stuff happening in your life that brings you down. And we need to receive the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord is life and life in abundance. The word of the Lord is peace and joy. The word of the Lord is strength. You know, and the Lord, doesn't matter what we're going through today, we can ask the Lord to help us and he will. He will keep the marriages together. He will keep the family together. He will save your sons and your daughters. And I'm still praying for my little girl in Florida. But guess what? In the name of Jesus, she's already saved because that's what I declare. And that's what I speak over her. I speak life and not death. I learned from reading the scripture of what not to do, that in the moment of anger, say the wrong things, God forbid. And if you do in a moment of anger, say the wrong thing, be a, be a man enough, woman enough to go back and say, my bad, I'm sorry, I messed up. And I'm gonna tell you this morning, if I have offended you, if I have said something that really, you know, say, oh, this Hernandez guy, I ask you to forgive me. Why? Because I want to walk in peace. I want to walk in the joy of the Lord. And I want to be able to be used by the Lord. So I don't want nothing to hinder what God wants to do in my life. And I don't want nothing to hinder what the Lord wants to do in your life. Because God is expecting even more from you today than what he did yesterday. Because you have a lot to offer. Who knows the people that are waiting for you to speak to them? You know, that person that will only listen to you and hear your voice and that you can go to that person and say, you know, God told me, hey, God spoke to me. You know, I want to share his love with you today and be open to that person. You know, the best is yet to come. Let's learn. I always like to learn by the mistakes of others. That way I don't have to commit it. If I can see the mistakes of others, that helps me to make the right decision. So I don't have to constantly be making mistakes, but I can learn from others. Learn to do the right thing. Learn to pray. You guys went through a beautiful worship yesterday, you know, at EHT, you know, in the Lord's presence, the coming together of people. That should be a regular thing. That shouldn't be something that just comes out every so many months or years or whatever. That should be the unity of the brethren the unity of the church. And we, in fusion, as a church, we need to pull together and pray for one another and lift up one another. Because when one of you guys hurt, I hurt. We hurt. We're going to hurt as a family, and we're going to laugh together as a family, and we're going to support each other. And that's what it's all about, my brothers and my sisters. So if whatever I say here in Zoom, whatever I'm, I'm, my heart is to allow you to grow, that you can get something out of what I'm saying. I don't want to read something and just be scratching my head what it is, but I want it to be real to you. And my, and my thing is, my testimony, that's real. That ain't fake. You know, my tears, when God touches me, those are real tears. They ain't fake, you know, but you are all special. 
you are all special, created with purpose. Come on now, created with purpose. Just because we get older, that doesn't mean that we're used up. We're just getting ready. We're just getting started. You know, I can still dance. I can still jump up and down. I'm learning from Doug. You know, he's the expert in dancing and jumping up and down, you know? So, you know, so I, even as we get older, you know, we get better. It's like a good wine in time. It just gets better and better and better. Our Christian walk, God is expecting something from us. What is he expecting from you today? Who is he going to present to you today? Speak life and not death. You know, speak life and not death. Let's bless somebody today with what we have to share. Let's lift somebody up today with what we have to share because God is good. You know, the word is given to us as an example. This word, we can learn from the word of God and we can learn what not to do. You know, let's be a blessing and let's not be a curse. That is the word of today. I pray that you receive something this morning. I like sharing of myself because I went through it, but you know what? I am who I am because of what he did for me. And he took me through all that stuff. And that doesn't mean that he wasn't there. He was there. He was sustaining me, even in those moments that I didn't even thought that he was. Because there were times, come on now, there were times that you feel alone. There are times that you feel sad. There was time that you feel abandoned. But guess what? He will never forsake us and he will never abandon us. He is constant there. He is with you this morning. So I pray his blessings upon you. I pray that he will keep you and guide you and strengthen you and direct you and meet your needs. I pray that, that the doors will be open, that need to be open, doors that need to be closed, that they will be shut in the name of Jesus. I pray that the healing will come to your body from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet in the precious name of Jesus. I speak life and not death. I speak encouragement. I speak gladness. You know, I speak joy. I speak peace over you this morning. In the precious name of Jesus, I praise this. And I say this in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for my brothers and sisters. Be with them throughout this week. I pray that they would just meet you in a special way this week, Father. They will have a special encounter with you, Father God. I thank you because you are meeting their needs even now as we speak, Father. That before, Father God, they even, they even move forward, Father. The answer is already going to be there. I thank you, Father, for a good report. I thank you for healing and I thank you for restoration. I thank you for deliverance. I thank you for peace. I thank you for comfort. I thank you for joy. I thank you what you're doing in their lives, Father God. And I pray that you will just keep them, Father. Thank you again for this time, Father. Thank you for your presence. And I ask all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.